If you've ever been in a relationship, you've probably asked yourself, is my partner being totally honest with me? Right. Most people would agree that being honest with one's intimate partner is essential to a successful long-term relationship. In fact, in last week's episode, we talked about how to identify core values in a relationship, and most people have responded that honesty is at least in their top 10 relationship values. Which got us asking each other some great questions this week, like, where does honesty begin? Can I be honest with my partner? If I'm not honest with myself first, mm. should we always be 100% honest with each other? And do I invite honesty from my partner? These are questions that we aim to explore in this episode of Master Your Marriage. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charlotte Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. And these are some pretty powerful questions. Today, we're going to deep dive into honesty, and we're going to look at a few questions. We're going to look at whether I'm being as honest as I can be, and am I the kind of person that actually invites honesty? So I think this is going to be a really great episode. Yeah, it is. And these are some great questions. Most of us are aware of the fundamental components of a successful relationship like friendship, honesty, gentleness, admiration, appreciation, and the ability to accept influence from one another. Yeah, these are all important. Yeah. And yet, even though we know these things, we don't always act on that knowledge. And as a result, we don't really have the kind of relationship that we desire. And so what sets apart those with these awe-inspiring relationships, and, and Robert sometimes calls them the unicorn relationships. Yes, absolutely. What sets them apart from all the rest? And in one word, I think the answer is integrity. Absolutely. And it, and at its core, integrity is the art of doing what you say you will do, of honoring the commitments you make, not just to your partner, but also to yourself. Right. And when we enter in relationships, we make all kinds of commitments to each other and to ourselves. So what are some of those? We vow to be patient and kind and understanding, and we pledge faithfulness and loyalty regardless of what life throws at us. Yep. And we promise to prioritize our partner's needs and to love them unconditionally. And yet at some point or another, we all fall short on these commitments because we're all fallible and we make mistakes. Yeah. We stumble sometimes acting out of selfishness or being triggered by our past baggage. Our egos occasionally overshadow our better judgment. And in these moments, we momentarily lose our integrity. But the true measure of a relationship doesn't lie in the absence of mistakes, but rather in how we respond to those mistakes. Absolutely. What distinguishes great couples from the rest is not just their knowledge of these commitments, but their unwavering commitment to act with integrity. And when they mess up, the extraordinary couples don't resort to finger pointing. Instead, they confront themselves they confront their flaws and they look at how they're participating in the problem. And they do this with unflinching honesty. They look at each other and with honesty, they admit to their own shortcomings and they recommit to do better. And that is so hard to do is to really be introspective, especially when there's a mistake. Oftentimes we want to 
deflect a little bit. But as a result, these extraordinary couples, they don't make excuses and they don't come up with reasons like, well, you've been withholding love. So that's why I've been short tempered or Mm -hmm. they don't place the blame on each other or anything else. They recognize that the only person responsible for their personal integrity is themselves. So again, what truly separates the average couples from the most amazing couples is not just their knowledge, it's what they do with it. And it's their ability to confront their mistakes. Because look, you guys, we all make mistakes. So it's their ability to confront those mistakes and then follow that up with integrous action. On the surface, this sounds like Oh, this is obvious, but let's put this into some practical applications with some real life examples. And maybe some complicated and challenging examples that make us really question (laughs) this premise, right? Yeah, the the being 100% honest with each other. Right. Let's look at scenario number one. Let's say a couple has made a commitment to each other that they don't want pornography in their relationship at all. And let's say he was honest with his wife and disclosed to her that he had previously viewed it extensively before their relationship, but he had stopped. He didn't like it. He didn't like the person that he'd become. He didn't really want it consuming his life. And so he made an honest commitment to his wife. He disclosed it to her and told her of his own free will and choice. He didn't want that life anymore. Two to three years down the road, life gets a little stressful and there's a lot of pressure at work and the responsibilities to work and family are all mounting and they haven't really made time for their relationship since having a baby and he secretly starts viewing porn again and he doesn't tell his wife Mm, okay so that's the scenario that's the scenario he made a mistake we all make mistakes he broke his commitments we all fall short sometimes but now what are his options well option one he can just lie to himself and he can make excuses like well there's nothing really wrong with what i'm doing everyone watches porn i'm just letting off a little steam and It's better for everyone around me because I'm a nicer person and I only do it occasionally and it's not hurting anyone. He could make excuses, as Robert just said. He could also blame. He could blame his wife. He could say, you know, if she gave me more sex, then I wouldn't be doing this. So it's all her fault. Or there's another option. Yeah, maybe option two. Maybe he could be honest. There might be problems in their relationship, but the problems don't give us permission to drop our integrity altogether. So that means before he can really be honest with her, he needs to be honest with himself by stopping the excuses and the blaming. See, the mistakes that we make, what's interesting about that is they expose something within ourselves or within the relationship that we probably need to be looking at. And these mistakes force us to see things sometimes that we would rather not see. And sometimes looking at things that we don't want to see, that can be hard. It can be unsettling. But if we're being truly honest with ourselves, we have to be willing to look at what is being exposed about ourselves or about our relationship. So for example, what might be exposed by his behavior? What are some of the things, if he were honestly looking at his behavior, what are some examples of things, just for instance, that he might discover? Well, he might ask himself, was this a sense of entitlement because he wasn't getting what he wanted? So he secretly just justified partaking in in this? Maybe. Or maybe he was expecting his partner to provide him with something that he wasn't getting. That was maybe an unfair expectation, like maybe he was expecting her to boost his ego or regulate his emotions for him or to validate him in all things. And without those things, he justified, well, I need to regulate by watching porn. There's a lot of possibilities, and this will take 
a good bit of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. But the point is that behind our choices and mistakes, there's going to be some kind of exposure. We're going to have to admit to it. And that might be an exposure of our character, our beliefs, or even just how we think about certain things. And this isn't about shaming ourselves. I want to make that really clear. The the answer to the why am I doing this or how am I participating in this pattern, the answer isn't going to be, well, it's just because I'm an awful, disgusting person. Absolutely not. Right. That's not going to be helpful. It's not going to help us to grow up. It's more about looking to see what's operating within me in these moments that that is causing me to break my integrity and to go into these patterns. And when it comes to honesty, I think this is where the really where the rubber meets the road. Most people don't want to see what's ever being exposed about themselves. Most people would rather say like, oh, well, that was just a mistake that I made. So mm-hmm. let's forget about it. Let's move on and we can just bury it in the past. Yeah. But the problem with that is that it makes people less able to glean the lessons they need to learn about maybe who they are so that they can make wiser, more clear, more integrous choices in the future. And that's the beauty in self-honesty and self-confrontation is it pushes us to grow up. So when we're sweeping it out of the rug, then we're not taking the opportunity to grow from that experience. Right. 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 So when you're confronting a choice that you've made, you can use that mistake to grow into a stronger and better person who's more capable of trust, more capable of love, more capable of intimacy. And if we can do that, then repair and redemption are possible. And that is what allows us to build this deeper connection in spite of the mistakes that we make. Exactly. Yeah. And for clarification, we used porn as an example here because that's an easy target, right? But you can fill in the blank with any breach of agreement where there's been that lack of integrity Absolutely. or you've broken that honesty. Maybe that's infidelity. Maybe it's a, some compulsion. Maybe it's a video game compulsion. Maybe it's being a workaholic. Maybe it's losing your temper. Whatever it is, the same principles would apply. You can't really be in an intimate relationship with someone unless you're honest with yourself first and at peace enough with yourself that you can really let them know you. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's shift gears now and talk about honesty with others. Okay. Let's talk about honesty with our partner. So what about honesty between partners? What do we absolutely need to disclose? And what about brutal honesty? Is there a point when we can take this honesty too far? That's a good question. Yeah. These are the questions we asked ourselves this week as we were preparing for this episode. And interestingly, simultaneously, got a call from a friend and she let me know that she found out that her husband had been living this totally separate double life. And he had multiple different women in multiple different cities because he travels. And so he had the opportunity and it was a very high level of deception. And even though she was aware that there had been some red flags for a little while, she really just chose to trust him. And, And I'm not saying she was willfully putting blinders on, but maybe there was a little part of her that didn't really want to see. Yeah. And it's interesting how sometimes we want to live in a construct that isn't real mm-hmm. rather than facing certain truths about our relationship. Yeah. But the reality is that staying in this illusion is not protecting her or keeping her safe. So that's an important point, you know, with this story is that nothing makes your partner more free or more safe than your honesty. As much as the truth did hurt her to find out being in the illusion wasn't safe for her. So being in the dark, staying blind wasn't what was best for her. So 
when we're afraid to know things about our partner, then we just try to pretend and imagine that everything is perfect and we're living in this fairy tale. And it doesn't give us opportunities to confront the facts. It doesn't give us opportunities to mature and to grow. Yeah. So honesty may not, and and this is key, like it may not make your partner happy. It may not make your partner like you. It might not make them trust you. It might erode some trust right. for a while. It might for a while. But we do it anyway because when there's honesty, you can grow in the right way and in a strong way for you and for your relationship. So let's look at another example. There's a couple, and we won't share names, of course, but she entered into into her relationship with her husband with a pretty mature sexual repertoire. Mm-hmm. She had previously had numerous sexual partners, and she, during that time in her life, had been the higher desire partner in her previous relationship. However, she However, married someone who wasn't very experienced sexually, and she wasn't honest with him about her past. Yeah. That's a tough decision, right, yeah. to make. And at the time, she was worried that if she told him everything, then he would think less of her and what would happen if he found out. And now she found herself in this dilemma because, you know, now she'd become the lower desire partner for sex, not because she didn't want it, but actually just the opposite. It was because sex that she was having, in her opinion, wasn't worth having. And so she was afraid to tell him that was the case because, oh, how would she know that she was not having sex worth having? How is she so experienced that she would know that? How does she know that she wants other things? Then she would have to tell him about her previous sexual partners. And to her, that was just so much risk. Yeah, that'd be hard to hear, right? Either side. It would, right? Yeah. And she was afraid of the risk of hurting him, the risk to the relationship. So she didn't want to risk it. Here's the thing. To live means that we have to learn to be able to tolerate risk and uncertainty. And being honest often requires taking risks because otherwise we steal our partner's choices from them by not being honest. Ooh, steal their choices. What do you mean by What do you mean by steal their choices? In that scenario, her husband hasn't been afforded the opportunity to understand at all because she hid that from him. He wasn't given the choice to accept her for who she is, who she was. Right. He wasn't given the choice to learn and become a better lover, and he wasn't given the opportunity to grow. So she, in this scenario, by not disclosing that. And continuing to hide it. And continuing to hide that, had she maybe done it early. Or at any point. Yeah they would have maybe developed into much better lovers for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It would. Yeah. And she wouldn't, they wouldn't be in this boat. So there's a lesson. Stealing choices. Yeah. Who knew? So here's another example. What about being honest about things that are bothering us in the relationship? I've had a number of clients that come in and they drudge up laundry lists of resentments that have been stored up for decades. And I'll often ask them, so have you ever talked to your spouse about this problem? You should, right? Right. But oftentimes the answer is, oh, oh no, I could, I could never do that. Oh, my goodness. So being conflict avoidant is actually not honesty. If no. you're holding on to things that need to be processed or addressed, because you're protecting yourself from having a difficult conversation, that's not honesty. Your resentments affect both you and your partner and your relationship. It impacts their choices and their freedoms. If it's something that impacts your partner and their relationship, it should be brought up. It should be discussed. Yeah, it should be. So it sounds like, I'm not sure, but are you saying that honesty really is the best policy? Yeah, in most ways, yes. Certainly, we should never lie to each other. We shouldn't hide the truth. 
um, unless we're talking about Christmas guests, um, we should never omit or misdirect. Being honest also means that we should always talk to our partners about something that's bothering us, even if you know that it's going to be difficult for them to hear. And the same would be true with the mistakes that we've made. That's the hard part, right? You know, we should be able to, like we talked about at the beginning, confront ourselves first, admit to where we've made mistakes, and then we should be able to own it to our partner, even if it's going to be hard for our partner to hear. Because in hiding it, we're, again, possibly taking away their freedom, taking away their choices, and definitely limiting the potential for growth within ourselves and within our relationship. But honesty and brutal honesty can be different things, don't you think? Brutal honesty? What's that? That doesn't sound good. Yeah. Honesty isn't necessarily saying every little thing that you think and every little thing that you feel. Honesty should never be used as an excuse to maybe berate somebody or insult them or even to lash out being vindictive followed by the phrase, which we've heard, which, well, I'm just being honest. Mm. That's not genuine honesty. And we all know those people. We have those people in and around us. And, you know, I've had those people in my life before where they're just like, hey, I'm just keeping it real, man. After insulting you? Yeah, after just telling you something with, you know, it's a little bit of a harsh truth. Maybe true, maybe not. But there's tact and there's delivery. And there's a way to do that. right? Right. And so maybe the best way to really know if we're being honest or brutally honest or 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 avoidant or whatever is to really just check in with ourselves and check in with our own motivations. If the motivation for honesty is fear-based, if it's punitive, if it's spiteful, well, then maybe that's not really honesty. You know, honesty, even though it can be sometimes hard to hear, should carry love and respect. Always. And it should be delivered truthfully, but it can also be done gently and with tact. Right. And so the last question we asked ourselves, which might have actually been the, the thing that brought us onto this topic was, how do I invite people to be more honest with me? And the companion question to that is, am I the kind of person that other people will be more likely or less likely to be honest with? And that's really what started us talking about this whole topic yeah. this week. I had a client recently tell me that she had bought herself a sex toy. But she was keeping it a secret from her husband because she she thought she was protecting him. She thought that it would make him feel insecure, not valued, not worthy. And I'm not judging her decision or saying it's right or wrong, but it got me thinking, how receptive am I to my partner's honesty? Do I invite Robert to be honest with me? And so we've sat down and we've spent time talking about this, which I would encourage you guys to even do this week about whether or not we invite honesty. If you want to know if you invite honesty, maybe ask yourself, does my partner know that I can handle my own reactions? Does my partner know that I have strong enough sense of self to handle the truth and that I want loving honesty? If the answer is no, then how can I grow up to be the kind of person that invites honesty? That's that's where this came from. Like, you know, am I reactive or can people be honest with me? And again, in, in our relationships and our usually in your extended family, there's always somebody that you can't be honest with because you're just like, oh, that wouldn't go well. Yeah. And so can't. are you the kind of the question would be, are you the kind of person who can receive truth and manage your own reaction? Right. After all, think about it. When you receive the truth, the main thing that changes is not the reality itself, but rather your knowledge 
of that reality. So if you're learning of an infidelity or you're learning of a porn addiction or a substance abuse, that doesn't change the reality that those things happened. Already happened. Right. They're done. The only thing that changes is your discovery that it actually happened. Yeah. And this knowledge, whether you're pleased with it or not, is always helpful. Once you know the truth, you can become better informed and you can deal directly with the facts of life rather than just the illusions. Right. And maybe you can glean some lessons and even grow stronger and more connected through the process. So how do we grow into being able to invite more honesty? Oh, I know. By how we react. Right. How we react impacts not only the present interaction that you're having at that moment, but it's going to impact future interactions. It's going to either diminish or increase the likelihood that you'll receive honesty in the future. So if you're trying to truly build an extraordinary relationship, there's a couple things you want to do, right? First, as we talked about first early in the episode, we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to be honest with ourselves rather than deflecting and getting defensive or finding excuses or blaming other people. We need to be lovingly honest with our partner, not brutally honest, but lovingly honest. And then with that honesty that we're inviting, we need to back that up with action. Not reaction. Not reaction. Yeah. So that means taking responsibility for those emotional reactions that you might have, managing your own anxiety, validating yourself when it's hard to hear, and maybe even expressing gratitude that you have the truth, that the truth has been shared with you. That's so hard, I think, to do that. And that's why they call them hard truths sometimes. Yeah. That's yeah. why they call them hard truths. That's why they call them hard truth. Well, I know for me, that gives me a lot to think about this week. And I me hope too. that this is a topic that you and your partner would consider discussing this week and consider how you might become more honest with yourself first and how you might be more capable in, of inviting honesty into your relationship, i.e. inviting people to be honest with you. Thank you so much for being here today. Please consider subscribing to the show if you haven't already. Just hit the follow button inside the player you're currently listening on. Really, truly the best way you can support us and our mission is to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We really do appreciate it when you do. As always, be kind to each other. Take care of each other. Put each other first. It's the small and simple things every day. It creates strong. Thank you for listening to Until Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.